Welcome, Welcome to, to Wiggins, Wiggins Boulevard, Boulevard, where we discuss everything life, love, relationships, and marriage from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Angelica and Luigi Wiggins. What's good, y'all? What it do, baby? Uh, I like that, baby. <laughs> what it do, baby? Yeah. yeah, man. It's Friday. How y'all doing out there? Y'all know the vibes. Another episode of Wiggins Boulevard, the seventh episode of the second season. We here. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's payday. So yep. make sure you go pay your tithes. Pay your tithes first. You know what I'm saying? We we uh we do not have the website up yet, but it's under construction. So yeah, bear we with have some us. things we doing, but still, <clears throat> you can save and um, you know, invest. Make yeah. sure you pay your bills. Bitcoin is about seventy at seventy right now. Seventy what? Mill. Oh, seventy mil. Mm. I want to learn how to invest so bad. Like, well, in Bitcoin, I'm gonna figure it out too. I think it's seventy. Mil. Well, we're gonna figure it out. Let me look. Um. It's been a week, so we both are now fully vaccinated. I know people have their opinions that, you know, you're not fully vaccinated until after 14 days or people are tired of people talking or posting about being fully vaccinated or being vaccinated vaccinated at all. But that's my business. Um, Be blessed. Bitcoin at $62,954,000. Okay. $62,000. i am sorry. Yeah, and it's going to go up yeah. by the time, you know, probably y'all hear this. Um, but, yeah, so we finally fully vaccinated. That's our business. Um, this second shot took me down. Yeah, I felt some uh, symptoms also. I had a yeah. little chill. My, like, my body was cold. Um, yeah. But I ignored it because I went on a, um, a ride. And it was kind of chilly out, so I kind of like felt, you know, that it was that that was making me cold. But I thought about it when I sat down the other day, like, you know what? I went on a ride like the day after I got my vaccination. Yeah, but when I got my first vaccine, I got on the Peloton and I was fine. It wasn't until like I like sat down that that feeling of tiredness, like just took over my body. It felt like I was floating. Um Yeah, I kind of felt weird too. I had a weird vibe going on. Yeah, but the second dose, my symptoms were different. Like the first dose I had a, you know, headaches for like um every day for 3 days after the vaccine. You know, I woke up with a headache this morning. But this time I just had um, the sore arm, and then I had the the feeling of like I was very drowsy, like exhausted. You would think <clears> that I, you know, work construction or something. Right. And then um, the second day after my vaccine is when I started getting the chills and feeling hot and stuff, mm-hmm. fever like. So, um, but I, today I'm today I'm good. How's your arm feel? Today? I'm good. Like I can lay, I can lay on it. Like I before, can say. Today my arm feels like a like I didn't get a shot. It feels like a my it feels normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just glad it's over. Um I saw on the news though that they're saying that those who took 
who got the Pfizer vaccine may need um, a third shot. It'd be considered a booster shot to protect from the South African variant. Oh, wow. So I, I was and they canceled J and J. Yeah, because I was talking to my coworkers today and they said some women passed away from They had blood clots. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we just talking, sharing our experiences. What you do with the vaccine, if you get it or not, that's your business. Um so yeah. Um that's a little brief. And you know what we doing, we minding our minding our business. So yeah, that's just a brief update on our week. Um, let's go into prayer. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity. God, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for our voice. We thank you for the opportunity to God to express ourselves and share the good news of you. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for anything that we've said, done, or thought that wasn't of your will. We thank you, dear God, for bringing us through another week, bringing us to see another Friday for some, another payday. God, another weekend. God, we just thank you and appreciate you, God, for you do all things well. You can do anything but fail. God, as I've been reading this book for the last couple of days about what on earth am I here for? God, I thank you, Father God, for the latest chapter being that we're here to give you the glory. So God, may everything that we say, do, feel, express, think, give you the glory. And God, we ask that you touch and bless every person that's listening, God, every person that buys our merchandise, every person that, you know, supports us, God, we ask that you touch them and do exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ever ask and think. And Lord, as we go into the topic for this week, God, we ask that you bless this nation. We ask that you bless the black community, the African-American community, God, as we continue to deal with death, God, in our community, God, injustices, God. We thank you, God, for peace like a river. And we know, God, that you say in your word that vengeance is yours. So, God, we trust and depend on you. And we ask for peace that surpasses all understanding for each family that is experiencing loss. God, we ask for peace for our African-American community, God, and yes, we ask Lord. that you continue to keep us to come together, God, and apply pressure on, on this unjust system. God, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yes, um, we wanted to get everything else out of the way because... This week alone, it's been a lot. Um, you know, I just really turned my TV on yesterday to to watch CNN. Um, you know, I talked we, about it. Again, we back on CNN, y'all. Yeah, we um, talked about it um, in previous episodes regarding how, you know, we basically watched CNN for like six months straight. <laughs> Um, and it was just time for me to take a break because before you know it, it's like you dreaming about this stuff and it's just right. like, no. So I took a break and especially here lately, like I haven't even been watching the, um, the case for the police officer who killed George Floyd. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't do it. 
Um, but it wasn't until this past Sunday when um, another young black man, young black father was killed at the hands of the police. Um, it's like, we are tired. And yeah, that- I, mean, I, I think is I think you should say his name, Dante Wright. Dante Wright, I'm sorry. We are tired, okay? You know, seeing the, the, the second lieutenant in the United States Army who swore in to protect and serve to be treated, and, and mind you, in his uniform, to be treated like you would think that the, the man killed somebody the way they treated him. Or most recently for the young um the black young black guy was walking in his neighborhood yeah, and to Carolina. be in, in to be harassed by a sergeant first class, a leader in the United States Army, a mm. white guy. <laughs> like, are you serious? And I mean, I I haven't had the chance to ask you, but how did you feel when you because you're a part of the military? How did you feel when you um when you saw that? Did it strike a nerve? Because, you know, I know being an athlete, sometimes you come across uh racist racist people, racism, uh racist coaches, you know what I'm saying? So, um, how did you feel? Did that strike a nerve? Did it bring like a memory? What? No, to be honest, um, I just feel like that particular situation just proved that there are races in the army. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, And you know, it doesn't even matter what your occupation is. There are races everywhere. Right. And it's like, for him to be a leader, like a sergeant first class, we're not just talking about, you know, a lower grade um, soldier or new NCO. We're talking about a sergeant first class. Like, I just... I don't know. And it's like, it just puts that light on, like it brings negative attention to the military. Um, But what did bring me some sort of peace was the fact that his superiors are black. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this this situation is going to, um, this situation is going to make an example mm-hmm. like this this sergeant this white sergeant first um yeah this white sergeant first class is about to be the example letting other letting other races in the army know that this is not gonna fly and you know what when when i first saw it you know i'm the type of person that's a, a thinker i like i went past it I was like, this is probably going to um, bring about more things that this mm-hmm. person has been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, being that he has 
as you said, African American superiors. He's probably been the people, the African Americans that's under him. Mm-hmm. Probably treating them any type it, of way. Exactly, and they probably, you know, what I'm saying, been saying something or probably, like you said, holding it back and not saying nothing. And now it's gonna come to the light. But it's like, is that like that racism to me is basically hate. Like it's it's hatred. Like and there shouldn't there shouldn't be anybody on this earth that's exactly what it is that makes you hate them that much that you would risk your livelihood. Like the military has amazing benefits, especially for families. Like so you would risk your livelihood. Yeah, you like you you would risk displaying your hate and mind you the um the um people are recording and I'm pretty sure he watched TV so he knows that like people um have lost their jobs like you know the the African American compu- computer community and and you know our allies could have come together to ensure that these people face the consequences. A lot of people have lost their jobs from being hateful. But you know what? When but, you got hate so much in your heart, it don't matter. But it's like, is that is it even worth it? Like this man is about to. They talk. I read sometime about losing rank. No, bro, I need to be dishonorably discharged. Yep. He need to lose his benefit. Like you need to feel. Make an example. You need to feel the repercussions of your actions. Yeah, start making examples out of these people because that like, was unnecessary. You saying he in the wrong MF and neighborhood, and he live around the corner. Right. And then I read that and he pushed him. Yes, but then I read that that's a predominantly black community. So he's the minor. The, the sergeant first class is the minority in the um in the situation. Well, I did see on uh, Instagram that our community, our community showed up at his house. And that's energy. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people feel helpless and that they're, you know, we're, we're tired. And it's like, no matter what we do, no matter how much evidence is presented, like, regardless of the fact that, you know, they recorded George Floyd's death. The police officer is still on trial. Why are we even having a trial when you have all the evidence that you need? Like, like what well, I, 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 it would have been put me in the. It chamber. just doesn't make any sense. So it's like, but the incident with um, the sergeant in the army, he um, and the black community, you know, coming together. I feel like that, uh, that like in social media too, that applied pressure. And it's like, if you don't do something mm-hmm. or if you don't discipline these people, mm-hmm. then that's going to bring negative views on your organization or your, or your company, because that just shows that you agree with what they're doing. So applying the pressure, us coming together and applying the pressure, mm-hmm. that's what's going to get things moving. Like, right. You know, protesting, like they they try to stop us from protesting. We can't protest, you know. They want to tear gas and rubber bullets and arrest. And people are peaceful protesting at that. Now they were acting the food. I ain't gonna lie. In Minnesota, after um Dante got killed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listen, 
you talking about they said like a little over 10 miles a little like a, approximately 10 miles from where george floyd was killed yeah like people this, are still healing from that like we're in the middle of his the trial for his death and this just happened like george floyd's sister was dante right sister uh teacher. The teacher or something like that yeah like we don't have so, like and, and then it's like stuff happens and we don't have time to grieve right we don't have time to process what happened because something else happens and then we got to process that so it's like stuff stacking up on top on stuff stacking up on top of stuff and it's like we're tired like you still in 2020 <laughs> like we are tired sis how do you mistake mistaking a, a taser for a gun so i mean this is what i was going to also um piggyback on what you said we have to be aware i talk about awareness all the time like being aware of everything being aware of the laws of the land and being and especially being aware of your constitutional uh, rights because um we sometimes put ourselves in predicaments where law enforcement can like you know what i'm saying aggressively approach us and you they can approach us and and you know what i'm saying no can you clarify because so basically because, we had a conversation let me finish let me can, i want you to clarify because george floyd wasn't like like he shouldn't have died. Like, I don't think anything, I understand our constitutional rights, but nothing that these black men over the last five to 10 years have lost their life over was worth it. I or guess. was, 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 um, like, was deserved. Because you have this joker that went into the, the nail salon and shot up all them, them, them Korean people. White dude went into the church and killed all them black people, 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 and that's behavior that would alarm law enforcement to draw their weapons and start shooting. But they they walked away. They're still alive, still alive and breathing. And we're gonna start by Burger King on the way before we book you. So I don't feel that that is even like a case because. These these black men have done nothing to warrant them to be killed. Nothing. Nothing. So I, I, that's why I was asking you to explain. Get bring bring me some clarity because I'm just frustrated. Like I'm tired. Like like a lot of people try to justify these things, especially white people. And I'm just like, no, you cannot justify this. And like being married to you, a black man, I get so like when you leave and I, if you don't text me like babe i made it i get anxiety because it's like okay did he make it did he get pulled over like and i shouldn't have to be living like this so yeah babe please explain to me and i don't mean to be getting loud i'm just real passionate about this because i'm married to a black man i have a black brother i have a black father i have black nephews brother-in-laws i have shoot i'm black it's not just for the men sandra bland say her name brianna taylor say her name 
it's just a lot. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I, I want you to explain what you what you were trying to say in that instance. So what I was saying is um, to to help our safety, to help make sure that we're secure. Know your law. Know, know what the law is. Know what the laws are. And, you know, know your rights. Because at the end of the day, um, Dante Wright was pulled over. And we talked about this the other day because he had um, air fresheners in his in his uh, windshield hanging from his rear mirror. Mm-hmm. But if and you said that's a that's a, a, a offense, and I was like, yeah, like you gotta know that. If you don't know that, that that's a reason for them to pull you over. Now they can harass you. Mm-hmm. Bring attention to yourself. Okay, and that's what I was trying to get you to understand. Like my dad used to tell me all the time, don't be having a bunch of fools in your car. You got tinted windows, and you got a. a 12s in your in your in your trunk so you're gonna draw attention and you driving a lexus so you're gonna draw attention to yourself and what did i do ride around with my friends did the opposite of what he told you you know bumping i got six 12s i got <laughs> bumping little webby and get pulled over and you've had interaction with the police. Yes, yeah, so I'm that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Like a lot of times we put ourselves in these predicaments as young black men. And it's up to, you know, guys like me or, you know, the OGs in the neighborhood, their fathers, uncles, cousins. It's up to us to let these young men know to educate them. When you get your car, make sure you you putting your signal light on make sure you stopping at every stop sign and make sure it's a good complete stop because you giving them a reason to stop you just like the one i seen where the kid you know didn't make a complete stop where he it looked like a complete stop to me but it was a rolling stop he in his neighborhood he know the neighborhood he know ain't no cars coming through there so he he ain't make a complete he it was a rolling stop and the police officer pulled him over right in front of their in front of his house and they knocked the grandma down and all this kind of stuff and it's like he would have never been put in that position if he would have you know did a complete stop but my thing is um okay i understand those situations but then you have these situations where you have white people like I said, who have killed multiple people. Okay. In one setting. And they're treated as though somebody hurt them. They're treated with, with tender love and care. And you just killed somebody. But you sitting here telling me that because I did a rolling stop. And don't get me wrong, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying that going for, I'm just giving my listeners an a, a opinion going forward to educate 
whomever you can to know what the laws are, their their constitutional rights, and make sure you abide by them because that will increase your safety when it comes to um, law enforcement. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, these people that's doing mass shootings and stuff, we just got to be able to stay faithful that, you know, God will protect us from that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That we stay out of the wrong situation. Well, the second lieutenant ain't doing nothing wrong. I get what you're saying, baby. I know. And y'all, as you can see, we we finally have a, uh, we, we're not seeing eye to eye on the situation. And, 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 and that's okay. I just feel like you damn if you do, damn if you don't for being black in America. You can do everything right and the police can still find a reason to pull you over. Like they they just they just said that they shot a um 13-year-old in Chicago. And the um body cam is about to be uh shown. So it's like and and yeah, you can and you can see you can see the um you can see the body camera footage. You can see the tape of, you know, George Floyd saying, I can't breathe. You can see all of this. And these people, these cops still get off. So I'm just saying, as a black, a black woman, as a black woman married to a black man, I am exhausted. I, I am tired it. because it's it. like it's a double standard. Well, we we just got to stay prayed up and, like I said, make sure we stay out of harm's way. You know what I'm saying? Like, You don't even know what – I mean, if just going out and going to the store and minding your business and staying staying out of harm's way, but that ain't going – that don't mean that a police officer just ain't going to stop you just because. You can just get stopped because you black. I get it. When I was out there in the streets, my mama used to tell me a bullet ain't got a name on it. I know exactly what you're saying, Angelica, but what I'm saying is there are ways that we can live our lives to, you know, help prevent situ- help prevent our, you know, selves from being in situations. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I did and went through that I put myself through because, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't completely following the law or something. So let's just educate ourselves. Sometimes we might got to do the data on when we move into places. Let me see how what the, what the, what, what the officers, what the stop, like, the stopping, what you call it? I, but the my, rate over here is how the police know. officers is over here. I don't know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Luke. If I'm if I'm sitting here paying a mortgage, and you know I should be able to just move. I get what you're and saying. And just live but... my life without having to pull data and do all that unnecessary stuff because my white counterparts ain't got to do it. Well, when you find out the solution to all of this stuff. Please let us know. I mean, the only solution for me is to continue to pray. That's one thing. And stay faithful. 
like we as a community need to continue to stick together and apply pressure apply pressure yeah so that goes along with educating ourselves and educating the youth on how to carry themselves spreading more love we gotta do that what the world needs now yeah man and i mean and i'm all for educating our people um but i also feel that you know it just it just needs to stop and i'm going to continue to you know support these GoFundMe's and continue to repost and continue to use my voice, can use my platforms to let people know that Black Lives Matter. And I was watching some on TV, I forgot what it was. I think it was Black Ink. They were talking about, um, they were talking about there's no such thing as blue lives. But won't nobody born blue. So how can you say blue lives matter? And how can blue lives matter like over black lives matter and blue black lives and blue lives is not even real like have you ever seen a blue person that's something they made up so it's like no no dog they got a white lives matter movement coming out now it's just i'm just tired like (laughs) and i'm just ready at this point to bite off anybody's head any, oh, I'm just ready to bite off anybody's head. I seen a guy the other day on social media talk, standing in the door talking about all lives matter. <laughs> White lives matter. All lives matter. Forget black lives matter. What about our lives? What about our lives? I'm like, this crazy man. And his wife was pushing him out the door like, Let's go, let's go. And he's sitting there acting a fool. I be, man, when I see stuff like that on social media, I be shamed for, well, I, I really don't because I be like, that's who the person you chose. But I just be looking at him like, you got to be feeling like a fool right now. You married that man, he acting a fool, like acting crazy. Crazy man. These white folk crazy. I don't know. I'm just tired. Some of them are. Not all all of them. Some of them are. I just hope they get the hate out of their heart, man. Because it ain't no good for them. And it definitely ain't no good for us. Because they using it on us every day. Then they teach our kind how to hate like them. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just tired and I just pray that God, I ask and pray that God continues to cover us all and that justice is served. Like, just tired. Like, just emotionally tired. Just so tired. Um, so that's our episode for today. And 
Um, the question of the week is how how do you how how do you think um like what's the the like these dang on questions of the weeks um how do you think this can change like like change like what 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 things need to be done whether it's you know federal level state level local like what needs to be done for our black men and women to stop being killed by the police. And Yet we, these mass murder white mass murderers walk away untouched. And living living in fear, having anxiety. How do we get rid of that? I know the answer is uh, for a lot of us is going to be God, Jesus, do this, pray. But like, yeah, we, we, need, we need to do that. But we also need to put in the work. Yeah, we need what's the, the stuff that we can put our hands and feet to. Yeah, so that's that's our episode this week. Kind of heavy. It's how we closing out the season. But it's just something to ponder and think on. Um, so we, of course, appreciate you all for tuning in to our episode this week. Um, we want you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wiggins Boulevard. That's W-I-G-G-I-N-S-B-L-V-D. Um, we also like you guys to like and subscribe to our channel, whether, um, whatever platform you're using can be Apple, Google, Amazon, I even know Amazon had podcast. Um, just leave us some feedback and leave us a review. You know, let us know how you're feeling and what things you would like to hear from us in the future. Um, and lastly, stay tuned on all of our social media platforms because um, the merch will be back. We'll be back live. So we want you guys to um, tune into that. So you can stay in the know. So this is the um, last episode for this season. Season two of Wiggins Boulevard. Babies, you have something to say before we closed out? No, I just appreciate um, all of the listeners. And stay safe out there. Stay safe from the coronavirus. And, you know. Try to make sure you buy them the law so you can stay safe from the law enforcement. Yeah, so um, Wiggins Boulevard Season 3 will be back on Friday, May the 7th. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.